Hey everyone, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. Recently, I read this short excerpt from Luke 18, verse 22, and it really woke me up. Jesus speaks these words to a seeker of truth. Come, follow me. As he came upon those who were to be his apostles, the Bible recounts in several gospels that he spoke to them those simple words, follow me. One disciple, Matthew, a rich tax collector and considered mostly an enemy of the common Jewish people because of being a tax collector. He writes of his own encounter in Matthew 9, verse 9. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. Now, not everyone who Jesus called would follow. The first quote from Luke was addressed to a man who was told that he'd have to give up his riches first if he wanted to truly experience the kingdom. Jesus asked him to follow, but the man was sorrowful about letting go of his material possessions. He was unwilling to give them up in order to follow Jesus. Of course, Jesus was making an important point. Following a higher goal can mean giving some things up. We can't take our old baggage along with us if we want to experience a higher perspective and gain some spiritual clarity. The more we focus on material life and what it gives us or even seems to deprive us of, we tend to slow ourselves or stall out altogether on experiencing that heaven, that peace, that true joy that is at hand by following And that's probably the key thing. To follow means we are not in the lead. The greatest thing we may need to give up is our egos. It means we're releasing control, and that can be difficult. But the disciples did it. They were simple men. They followed and daily learned more of what it meant to give up the personal sense of life and its limits to the diviner sense. They were following Jesus, and Jesus was following God. And they felt that. They gave up all because they truly perceived they were receptive to God's presence and purpose, revealing itself right where they were. They didn't want to miss it. I especially love that word in the quote I mentioned. Of course, follow is a beautiful yielding, but the word come is a wonderful invitation. That is where we act, where we choose. The truth is beckoning beckoning us to come and follow. It is saying, as later Philip, one of Jesus' followers, says to Nathanael in John 1, verse 46, asking about Jesus, Philip's reply is not to explain who Jesus was, but to invite him to come and see. And Nathanael comes and sees and follows Jesus. There's a willingness in these followers to not know, but to trust what their hearts told them. They saw that whatever life they had was not nearly as wonderful, purposeful, glorious, and inspired as the one that the Christ was calling them to. So I'm asking myself today, who or what am I following? And if I feel the call to give up some 
piece of myself that I cling to or some part of my past or some familiar life of my present, am I hesitating? Or am I ready to follow more, to come and see, even if I don't know exactly what I will discover? We have Jesus' story. We know about the resurrection. We know about the healing work. We know about his teachings and how they turned the world upside down and gave a new perspective on life, on humanity, on love, on goodness, and on our own right to know ourselves and others as the very children of God. He proved the reality of immortality. We know this. The disciples and many others who answered the call to follow didn't know what they'd see. They weren't well-versed in the story They wanted to see. They wanted to be a part of something bigger than their limited human lives. They wanted to be changed themselves, to see the truth more clearly. And they wanted to change the world in the only way they could see to do it, through spiritual awakening, through new information and spiritual education, through a perspective they were maybe blind to before. They didn't need to know what was ahead. They just needed to trust their leader to show them. So I'm working on being more daily awake to follow the leadings of truth rather than of the world or my own sense of things and recognizing how I feel when I hear those words, come, follow me. And knowing that that response within can't be unlike the disciples. I'm listening for what that means for me and for my life today. I hope you might join me, and please do share any thoughts or questions you have on this. You can reach me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Thanks again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.